You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So I'm going to talk about something a little bit tricky. Maybe you're getting a divorce. Maybe you're thinking about getting a divorce. Maybe you've got some cryptocurrency hidden away that you just haven't told anybody about because you're like, ah, they're all going to make fun of me if they know I've got some crypto. I've got a portion of my portfolio in crypto. People are, people are weird about crypto, aren't they? Do you use it? Oh, I use it a lot. I, I believe it's just the greatest thing. Oh, that's a terrible investment. It has no fundamentals, no nothing. What we're talking about today, spouses and divorce proceedings are using cryptocurrency to hide money. Here's how experts find it. That's what we're talking about. This is a pretty decent CNBC article. Why are we talking about this on a real estate podcast? Because in the real estate end of things, we handle the biggest asset people have in a marriage, and that is their home. On the buy end, it's their biggest investment. On the sell end, it's their biggest investment. And when marriages go south, when they go sideways, one spouse cheats or they just get tired of each other, you know, all the typical reasons people split. Real estate, it's got to be dealt with. Can't tell you how many times I've been out to do an appraisal or consult with, you know, a couple that are looking at splitting up and they're trying to figure out the asset, their biggest asset. So when you've got cryptocurrency, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, maybe we can hide this and nobody will know I have it. And what does that look like? How does that go down? We're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you what I think because I've, I've worked on a lot of divorce cases and people try and bury money. For the most part, you can't really hide it. But what we're talking about here with crypto, I think you can. Let's get into it. All right. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies and I read the news Hopefully you want to hear. Let's jump on in. So CNBC article, the dramatic rise of cryptocurrency has led some spouses hiding those digital assets during divorce settlements and tracking down the funds isn't easy, experts say. Have you ever bought or sold crypto? It is the most convoluted process. Setting up a wallet, a Bitcoin wallet. Good Lord. It is like it's it's easier to finance a car than to go through all that ridiculousness. More than 20 million Americans may own cryptocurrency, industry groups say, and digital currency market values grew to a record $2 trillion in April. These spikes may be enticing more spouses in divorce proceedings or those thinking about divorce to conceal their stash, experts say. It's one of the first things you do is if you're in an amicable divorce, um, you know, everybody's just, you know, all the assets are out on the table. All right, you get this, I get this. I've got more income than you. So therefore, we're going to split it up this way. You kind of figure out an equitable solution that's fair in a nasty divorce. Each side hires the meanest attorney and you just dogfight it out for a year, year and a half, two years, depending on how big your estate is. That's just how it goes, right? And in real estate, I, you know, I would get hired on the appraisal end for, all right, I'm going to have to pay out uh, my wife equity. So I need this appraisal to come in as low as humanly possible. Can you do that? No, I can't. That's a violation of federal law. I'm just going to come in at whatever I come in at. You're going to have to live with it. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. My wife's screwing me on everything else. Sorry, buddy. Can't help you. Or the wife is uh, getting the home. And she, you know, one, one, one person's always getting a home or one person's going to get paid out. So they want it to be as much as possible. 
so that, um, you know, their payouts bigger. You know, it's pretty basic stuff. It's math. So I'm sure it's been an issue the whole time, says Sandra Radna, a divorce attorney based in Long Island, New York. The level of awareness for divorce attorneys is very recent. And I've thought about this, but this is the first time that I've seen an article kind of directly dealing with, all right, this is a thing. This is kind of something that's out there. So here's how experts are tracking down a spouse's hidden funds. And after recently selling my position in Ethereum and Litecoin, I got out, I made a little money. Um, I was happy with it. But the money sat there for two years, two and a half years, something like that. It's one of those things where I'm like, well, I'm hoping that comes back around. And then when it did, I, you know, I kind of thought, I'm just going to take my money and run, I'm going to put my money into something I can actually, you know, have, I think it's just still sitting in my bank account, I should probably do something with that. But, you know, it wasn't a huge amount of money. Um, but when going through that process, if you don't know what to look for, if you don't have all these multiple check ins, there's no way you're getting access to that money. You're just not. And you know, unless you're some crazy hacker, they're not getting in there. And these divorce attorneys, good luck with that. That's kind of my thought is, all right, you want to check for somebody's passcodes and their computer, even once you get those, you have to go through this multi step authentication process. And you're probably not getting in there without a court subpoena. So here's how experts are tracking down a spouse's hidden funds. The hardest part for attorneys is first to determine whether there was an investment, said Radna. And then once you have that suspicion to go after it. All right, I, th I think you go after all the other assets first that have an easier paper trail because crypto. I mean, even with basic crypto, it's like, okay, yeah, if you don't know the person has it, there's no real trail. That's the whole point, right? I know people are going to say, Oh, no, you got this and you leave this and you leave this digital footprint. Okay, so from my standpoint, um, be pretty hard for an attorney to track this down and get it back. Mm, you have to have a court order to do that. While some spouses in divorce know about cryptocurrency from past conversations, other may suspect hidden funds based on their spouse's lifestyle changes, she said. For example, their spouse may suddenly have a bunch of extra money, or they make a large purchase such as an expensive new car. If you are doing that during a divorce, you are an idiot. It's like people who go to, I shouldn't say idiot, that's a harsh word. You are using terrible judgment. You, there's no reason for you to do that. I mean, if you know you're getting a divorce and you're trying to do something dishonest, at least be smart enough and hunker down until the thing is way over. You're off the hot seat as far as what your assets are. Because if you go into a really nasty divorce, your checking account is going to be up for discussion. Hey, we'd like to see a copy of your checking account before we go into final settlement. Really? Well, how am I going to explain that extra hundred grand I got when I, you know, cashed out my crypto? That's what you're going to be forced with. So, if you're smart enough to have a bunch of money in crypto, and you know, maybe it's, you know, a good size investment or a portion of your portfolio, you're probably just going to have to declare that. Uh, if you're going through a nasty divorce, be honest about it, it's easier and sleep better at night. But if you're dishonest, yeah, you can probably get away with it. 
There's stuff on the interweb you that'll kind of help you figure out which way you want to go there. But to each his own as far as you know, what you feel you owe to your spouse going through a divorce and what's fair as far as you know, do I owe that money or not? The answer would be from a legal standpoint, yes, you do. If it was amassed during the marriage, it's a joint asset, depending on what state you live in, how those rules go. So if you have a bunch of extra money sitting around magically, they're probably going to come after you. Or all of a sudden, you've got a Ferrari in the driveway. How'd that get there? I just bought one during a divorce. Yep. No, don't do that. I mean, just be smart about it and declare it because it, it's probably going to come up. If a spouse thinks there may be significant amounts of hidden cryptocurrency or an attorney may file a subpoena, they can file a subpoena for anything. They want to check it out. They want to see what you got, see what you're holding or a court order to get access to the spouse's computer or electronic devices, Radna says. My thought there is, is if a spouse is getting a subpoena uh, is getting subpoenaed for their computer or electronic devices, that divorce is already really super nasty. And you will have you will have basically gone through and cleaned out all of your computer or electronic devices from any such thing. And maybe you toss those computers. People do that. I, I, I don't have it. Or maybe you leave it. Maybe you leave your laptop at a computer repair shop and sign an order paying for it. And then you just say, I, that's not mine. That's not my cryptocurrency. See where I'm going there? That's not my account. I might say my name on the invoice, but that's, I don't recall. Those were difficult times in my life. And I don't really remember if that is my laptop or not with my cryptocurrency on it. All right. So there are several ways to find secret cryptocurrency accounts. And I think this is hopeful at best. Forensic experts may scour electronically stored information for digital currency ticker symbols or search devices for login credentials. All right. So in my divorce, we had the term forensic accounting expert come in because there was a question as to, I think it was 20 grand or 40 grand that I had told my soon to be ex-wife where it was or wasn't. She got it wrong and her side was looking for this 20 or 40 grand throughout the entire divorce. Even though I kept telling him, Hey, you got it wrong. That money, here's that money. Well, we think you're hiding it. So the term forensic accountant was brought up. And that's when they go through your books with a fine tooth comb looking for said money, which wasn't there. But in a divorce, nobody believes the other side. It's like, you know, it's war. You just got to go with what you got. And all right, they don't believe me. I guess I'm going to tell them 10 times that that money isn't there. And here's why. On the 10th time, they're still not going to believe me. And then you let a judge decide at trial. That's what you do. So forensic experts may scour electronically stored information for digital currency ticker symbols or search for devices for login credentials. That's if they have the computer and they have basic access and it hasn't been stripped, it hasn't been, you know, donated to goodwill, start over, that whole kind of thing. They may also check for confirmation emails from exchanges or transfer activity on bank statements. All right. Probably. But my guess is, is if you're smart enough to get that crypto, you're just going to let it ride in whatever crypto account. Because one of my thoughts was, all right, if I don't get this money out of this crypto account, if something were to happen to me, would my kids be able to find it? Probably not. Would they be able to access it? 
Mm, I don't know, because I can barely access it. Like it's, it's that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of exaggerating there a little bit. I, once you get your login and you get those authentications, but even, even then just trying to sell the damn stuff, it's like, okay, how do I do that? And then you got to hook up a bank account and you got to do, you know, the crypto company puts a cent in twice into your account. You got to tell, you know, got to tell your bank account, look at your bank account, get that number, put that in the system. All right we're going to give you your money back. We're going to we're going to allow you to sell your crypto and place it in this bank account. A lot of monkeying about, but that's kind of the whole point of crypto, right? So if somebody doesn't want their crypto to be found, I kind of think it's not going to be found. That's kind of how I see it. So there may even be records of cryptocurrency income on past tax statements. If if that's or past past tax returns. If that's the case, all right. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good size paper trail. And if that's the case, more than likely, both spouses know about the crypto, right? I mean, let's be honest. So a spouse may have also listed cryptocurrency on past loan applications to boost their chances of approval, Radna said. That is one really interesting way to figure out what the assets were. Hey, you said our house was worth this. And I've seen that in divorce court a bunch. On the application for said loan in 1999, you stated the house's value was worth. Uh, I was just pumping up our assets for the purpose of getting that loan. That's what people do. I mean, that's just, that's how the game is played, right? It, it, our house wasn't really worth that. And then you got to backpedal and, you know, do a bunch of stuff. People do funny stuff, right? And then when they get called out uh, on it, they're like, well, that's not what I was really trying to do. And then a judge has to sort through all this ridiculousness and figure out what's ultimately fair. So it's, you know, crypto is difficult to track. While older cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum, I had some Ethereum, may be easier to track, others may be more difficult for experts to find. For example, Monero, Dash, Zcash, PIVX, Verge, Horizon, and Grin are among the most anonymous cryptocurrencies, said Radna. They're so anonymous, I haven't heard of, I don't think I've heard of one of those. Have you? Let me know in the comments. I've... Those are, I'm not a big crypto guy. I'm not, I don't really have a need for it. Although I did have a friend pay me, friend lives in Australia. He is able to buy crypto, but he's not able to sell it. How ridiculous is that? So he paid me some crypto for some stuff that I bought for him that he couldn't get through Amazon in Australia because things internationally, even with Amazon, wiki whack, they're weird. So other challenges may arise when dealing with foreign cryptocurrency exchanges. There we go. While attorneys can subpoena U.S.-based exchanges, it may be tough to get records from foreign companies, said Chicago-based divorce attorney Patrick Markey. And so that is why my ex-wife's attorney, her eyes would light up when we talked about forensic accounting, because we knew a lot of money and a lot of resources and a lot of time by the attorneys was going to be spent, and that means they get paid more. That's just how divorce attorneys work, right? Like, oh, if we have to do a forensic accounting of your books, oh, that could take hours and hours and hours and hours. I could retire after this case. I mean, it, it felt like that, right? And it didn't end up going to that because the money simply wasn't there that they were looking for. 
But they were excited to talk about it. Oh, forensic accounting. Forensic accounting, we might be able to find some more crypto. We're not really sure. Crypto, wildly different thing, isn't it? It's expensive to track. Of course, spouses need to weigh the cost before embarking on a cryptocurrency hunt. Before starting, a spouse may complete an analysis to gauge how much money they may be trying to track down. Is it big? Is it small? Because if it's small, you probably just let it ride, right? We're looking for people that have made significant amounts of money for it to be worthwhile the investigation, said Radna. Forensic experts typically charge hourly and may be costly, depending on the number of electronic devices and volumes of information, she said. I don't really see this being a reality. I, I honestly don't. If somebody has the sophistication to have a bunch of money and they've got it in crypto, I think it's gone. I think it's hidden. You're not going to find it. You're not going to, you're just, you're not going to find it. There's enough ways to hide that, that good luck with that. Moreover, the divorce attorneys asked to spend extra time reviewing what forensic experts find to make a legal argument to the court. And they, this, this is a new thing. They haven't been down this road a ton. And so the ways of finding this crypto, those are, you know, it's not everyday knowledge, not every attorney. How many articles, how many podcasts have you seen on this? I haven't seen any. That's why I'm doing this article. I thought it was, thought it was interesting. And it's like, okay, yeah, that makes total sense. People are going to hide crypto going into a divorce. If it's a 5,000 job, uh, if it's 5,000 bucks worth of cryptocurrency, it's really not worth it, she said. Where do you draw that line? Is it 50 grand? Do you spend five grand of forensic accounting or an expert to go in and look for this? 50 grand? Is it 100 grand? I don't know. I guess it's a matter of how big the estate is, isn't it? If you got a $2 million estate and you're looking for 50K, will you spend 10 grand to get there? Probably not. So I, th I think your threshold's got to be like six figures. That's just my guess. Now, if you could spend 500 bucks and come up with 10 grand, that makes sense. Nobody charges 500 for anything. Even your mechanic doesn't charge that anymore. Prices have been going up so hard, right? You spend 500 bucks at the grocery store if you have a big cart shop, you know, Costco. Whew, you can do that all day long. You got three items, that'll be $504. That's because you got three dozen of each. It's Costco sized. So planning ahead. The spouse, spouse with less money should do some planning before going forward with the divorce. That is solid advice. Pretty obvious advice, but still solid. They may start gathering information and tallying the marital assets. As they start putting that together, they'll probably start seeing holes, she said. Maybe, maybe not. You don't really know. The spouse may check joint accounts to see if money is missing. And if the spouse knows a specific cryptocurrency account exists, their attorney may request access. All right, that is if you know that account exists. If you don't, and that's what I'm talking about, I don't think you're going to find it. I really don't. Even if you've got just a bank account, maybe you've got some kind of retirement account that you set up. Maybe it's got like five grand in it. And your wife doesn't know about it, your husband doesn't know about it. You know, unless you disclose that, how are they going to come up with that? Where's that going to show up? You know, maybe you haven't declared it wherever. Maybe it's a recent account you just set up. Maybe it's a new bank account. Nobody knows about it. Odds are the attorney's got, you know, they're working a bunch of cases and your spouse only knows about so much, right? So even if it's, you know, something other than crypto, it's, it's hard to find those things because it's like there has to be some 
little breadcrumbs along the way for you to pick up on it. So it's really about getting as much information breadcrumbs as you can about how they're buying it, said Marky. Missing money may suggest a gambling problem. Ah, yeah, maybe a gambling problem, offshore bank accounts, an extramarital affair, another family or cryptocurrency, Rodna said. Now we're getting a little dramatic here. Another family, how often does that happen? Not that often, but probably more than you would know. I have been involved appraising homes where somebody else was like, yeah, thought he was my forever guy. And then I found out that he was, you know, supporting another family. He's got two little kids. We were going to have kids. Train wreck. Just like, ah, oh, that's horrible. I'm so sorry to hear that. That that sucks. I wish I could give you a solution, but you don't have one. Your guy's a two-timer and probably good you're leaving them now versus having kids and dealing with that later. But a gambling problem. Okay. Yeah. Money is always related to gambling, right? Offshore bank accounts. That's a big one. Um, and crypto to me is just more, more of the same, but uh, tougher to tougher to trace. An extramarital affair. Yep. All right. Another family or cryptocurrency. Missing money. Cryptocurrency. Maybe. And once you have an idea of the value of what's missing or what might have been invested, then your attorney can do the rest of the work, she added. Okay, but the rest of that work being all right, I think we have 10,000. Let's let's call it 100. Let's go back to our six figure. I think we have 100 grand missing. All right, where do you want me to look? Wherever you normally look. Okay, it's not in your bank accounts. It's not in your retirement accounts. It's not in the kids' accounts. You did. There wasn't a recent stock purchase. There's, you know, not a hundred grand worth of new clothes in the closet. He's not driving a new car. She, he, or she, not driving a new car. Where do you want me to look? That's where I'm. You know, I think cryptocurrency is. Uh, it, it's more under the radar than the average divorce attorney is ever going to pick up on. I could be wrong there, but. Um, I don't you know, knowing what I know, crypto, huh, it's tricky enough as it is, let alone trying to come in and find somebody else's account and then access that account, see how much is in there. This to me is, uh, you know, it's one of those gray areas where it's like, people are going to hide some crypto before they get divorced. Because it's, you know, it's the whole point of crypto can't really trace it all that well, right? Without access to those accounts. Mm, yeah, what accounts? Don't really see him. Not really out there for the public to say, hey, look at that guy and all his money. That's the point, right? All right. So that's about it for me on this one. But um, cryptocurrency, it's a weird thing, isn't it? And we're hearing more and more about it. And you're hearing more and more people kind of draw the lines. The old school just goes, ah, oh, this has no value. Don't use it. New school is like crypto is going to a million dollars per coin. I'm out. I'm out of crypto, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not a day trader either. I'm just like, okay, I put some money in. I probably shouldn't have. I just wanted to see what would happen. And um, it went way, way down. And then it went way, way back up. And when it went a little above way, way back up, I sold it. And I'm like, I do not have time for this ridiculousness. I'm just going to plunk that money into some ridiculous savings account and probably not make any money, but know that I don't have to monitor yet one more thing in my life. That's me. That's what I'm doing. Should I invest that? Should I just sit down and really figure out an investment plan for that money? Probably. Will I do that? I don't know. Probably not. 
I'll, I'll just maybe I'll buy something. Maybe I'll buy a motorcycle. That'd be fun, right? Terrible idea, but it would be fun until you crash it. And then I come in here hobbling with crutches and a broken arm. That's not good. So probably won't do that. I'll find something else to do with it. You know, money, you can always find something, right? Okay, that's it for me on this one. I'm out of here. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for being uh, part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch up with you very, very soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk soon. Bye till then. See you. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.